0: Hi, it's Jackie Cation, and you are listening to The Dork Forest. The website's JackieCation.com, DorkForest.com, TheDorkForest.com, if you like a determiner. Let's do the credits. Patrick Brady's going to fix this audio and video. Vilmos works on JackieCation.com, and Mike Rickberg uh, sang the song, with his wife, Sarah. He composed it, and he will sing his version of the Mexican Hat Dance at the end of this show. Thank you so much for listening to The Dork's Forest. Here's a scoop. I'm doing stand-up online. A lot of Zoom shows will eventually go back on the road. Sign up for my email list. It's easy to get off. It's harder to get on than it is to get off. And no harm, no foul. If ever bored, JackieCacia.com, sign up for the email list. You'll find out about my weekly Zoom shows and stand up on the road eventually. You may donate to the show if you would like. I would like. Sure, I would. There's PayPal, Jackie at JackieCacia.com, and there is a PayPal button on both workforest.com and Jackie And there's Venmo if you like Venmo, Jackie Hyphen oddly enough. If you have listened to all of the shows, go to dorkforest.bandcamp.com, I think. The Dork Forest has a Bandcamp page. You can listen to a a, a lot of ones that are free from pre-2009 when I started pre-recording. And uh, then there's uh, live episodes that cost me a couple of bucks, so I charge you a couple of bucks. There's also some stand-up. There's a story uh, album that's very exciting there. And um, other than that... I have a lot of merch in my garage. Feel free to order if you know anybody who doesn't have any CDs or the DVD. And uh, you can follow me everywhere at Jackie Cation. Let's get into the show. Hey, uh, Jackie Cation here in my garage. Very exciting. Doing a Zoom Dork Forest with Matt Weinhold. Welcome back to the program.
1: Ooh, always a
0: pleasure. Matt Weinhold, you may remember him, Rangers of the Dork Forest, as uh, a guy who knows about old movies. Scary movies, monster movies, and uh, mostly just that. But he's also a stand-up comic, one of my favorites. Hasn't done it in a while because you're writing the comedy now.
1: I'm writing uh, but, and other things, yeah.
0: Right. And you, But you, you guys, go find the album. You have at least one old album that I fucking love. Yes, so.
1: and and by the way, this was before canceling and... All of that oh. nonsense. Oh, right, right. So, uh, <laughs> right, right. So, uh,
0: it may reek of 1997 yes. is what he's saying. I, I uh, am
1: absolutely saying that. But, uh, you know, think of it Great assault.
0: As... Feel free to skip a track.
1: Sure. You know what? I Look, no one was out to hurt. It was simply a matter of what we thought <laughs> was just... funny at the time.
0: And we have- the Civilization moves very slowly. Yes, and, so and we've evolved.
1: It. And if I did- yes. A CD now, it would be a whole kind of different very thing.
0: Very different. Yeah. The uh, uh, the things addressed would be very different. It, it would be done uh, in
1: a different way, let's just say.
0: Right. Feel free uh, to go find uh, some tracks in my 1999 album and go, yeah, that's not great. <laughs> so, but Matt Weinhold has a podcast called Monster Party I that do. I've been on on several times. Is, is it just, would people go to monsterparty.com? Or is it just at Monster Party on Instagram and Twitter and whatnot? It is
1: wherever podcasts are found. So okay. you can go to any of the, you know, we have a lip Apple
0: Podcasts. Yeah, but you like, like go to
1: just, yeah. I mean, if you Google it, boom, there's like nine different ways to access it. And so right. that just makes it easier. So you don't have to remember a thing or write anything down. Just look for Monster Party Podcasts and you'll find it.
0: By God, you will. Yes. And,
1: and, and uh, I don't just do the show alone. I have these cohorts, no. these friends of mine, and uh, their names for are, for de- yeah, yes, are. For decades. For decades. Yes, for decades. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Sean Sheridan, James Gonis, Larry Stroth. And uh, what we do is we get together and we just hang out and we have a party. We literally have a party for like two and a half <laughs> hours sometimes. Right. Or longer even. It's gone that long.
0: Oh, it's got, it's, it is a long, it is a long, convoluted conversation yes. about whatever monster related talk uh, is about to happen or science fiction sure. or
1: fantasy yeah. uh, animation. We're monster kids, but we're also into anything genre. We love superheroes. Do you so, edit it yeah. down?
0: I've always wondered because yes. I've never listened to an episode and you, I've
1: been on three well, you, times. You, and who would expect you to? It's there. I can't, I can't even listen Ken to this Burns one. length. So. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but they're they're edited down. What we do is we like to just clean things up. Sometimes you'll get maybe somebody who, you know, there's some gaps for whatever sure. reason where they're trying to Lulz. think of something. Yeah, and I just like sure. to clean all that stuff up. But for the most part, it really is, you know, the it spirit of it is there. A
0: couple, yeah, and it runs a couple hours, right?
1: Oh, yes, yeah. Yeah, and so back in feel- the day before COVID, what we would do, mm-hmm. as, as you know, is we would, you know, ask our guests what kind of drink they would like or what kind of food, food. we yep. get food. We would have dinner before we did this whole thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then we would have drinks while we're doing the podcast. It was yep. a party and it still is. We'd like to think of it as a virtual party, but I guess right, by right, the time you, you got it, it was yeah. virtual.
0: Yeah, it was, uh, I've been over to your house a couple of times uh, to do it, but monster party, super fun. And so, every October, I think, you know, I should get one of those guys. And, the, and I, I believe everyone from that list of co-hosts and yourself have been on the program. That's true. And um, I don't know.
1: Was, was James on there?
0: I believe James has been on.
1: Okay. All right.
0: But uh, if not, James is due. All right. And everybody can come back on.
1: Okay. Uh, because
0: because the th- these are diamonds. These are multifaceted dorks, you guys. They, there are <laughs> they many are sides. That. Yes. They have they have access to other information that we have not yet yeah. gotten.
1: They've paid their um, dues. They put in the time.
0: Right. They got on the ground floor of uh, some serious <laughs> dorks. Big time. And uh, yeah, there's closets and uh, and and, then and shelves lockers
1: and and yes, cases and, and all kinds of things.
0: Yes, yes. But we're going to talk about some fun movies to watch at Halloween, right? You picked you picked a bunch of movies a, a bunch of kind of good movies, right?
1: I I did, but before we get this going, I hate to turn yeah. this on you. But I'm just curious turn because I know me. that you're not necessarily a a huge horror fan. I know you have appreciation.
0: Oh, I have I have actually beca- uh, because of the dork forest more appreciated what people I've done a lot of episodes about horror and monster movies and what people get out of them. And, um, one of the last two times I forget who the guest was, but they actually pointed out that the, what they really got out of it was that they have a lot of anxiety and watching a horror film actually helps bleed some of that off.
1: It's true. It, It really is true. It's cathartic. And, right. uh, you know, people right, always right. use the, like, oh, uh, roller yeah. coaster analogy and it's kind of like that. But also the thing that gets me about horror movies is that they're never given their due. Like it, what is know, their due? Well, the, the fact that people write them off as this kind of lowbrow, lesser art form. When I would say that some of the most intense drama, some of the best acting I've seen in films has come out of horror movies. And really? What? Yes, absolutely. I mean, I, I mean, heredi- hereditary, for example. Okay. Uh, everybody in that movie should have won an Oscar. Everybody. What year is did great. Hereditary
0: come out? This is when, a
1: fairly when- recent. This is uh, in the two thousands. This is about. Okay. I want to say like I don't have it right in front of me, but I have. I know it's like within the past like six years or something like that. But and really? it was followed up. Uh, It was Ari Aster as the director, and then he followed it up with Midsommar, which is also a very... Both of these movies are very uncomfortable and um, really, really scary, but just so well-acted. And I think the stuff of drama, I mean, if you're looking for drama, what could be better than a horror movie where your life is at stake? It's not just dealing with your relationship and you right, know the
0: stakes are very right, much higher you are than home going to found. D-
1: That guy wants to kill you. Yes. He wants to possess your soul. He wants to do all these horrible things. Or she or it. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I just feel like just now we're starting, like with Get Out, I think we're starting to see a little bit more of an appreciation for what a horror film can do, that it can be metaphor, you know, it can yeah. uh, uh, attack, um, you know, social issues and um, racial issues in this way that we didn't think.
0: Has it always been
1: that way? Have they always done that? Do you th- do you think? Well, I, I think to a certain extent because there are some horror movies where the idea is just to scare you, or okay, or and then there are movies that are like you know, done from the classics like Dracula. There's all kinds of subtexts about sex and, you know, religion and control and um it's you know it's multi-layered. But that's true.
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cause it is about it is the sexy vampire and obviously religion's all over it. Sure. And so the messages are, do you think because I have the same opinion, you know, you know, they're they're everything's been sort of dismissed as not classical, right? I mean, science fiction for Comic books, for sure. Comic books, for sure. Romance novels. I mean, all of this stuff that is mass consumed has never been appreciated. And horror has that same thing.
1: Well, and also, I I think that, you know, um, when those early Universal films came out, like Dracula and Frankenstein, and you go back and you read some of the, early reviews, um, you know, people always couch them in like, well, for this type of thing, it's really effective and good. And I mean, you watch Bride of Frankenstein. And if you don't come out of that thing, thinking that this work is a work of genius from every level, from acting to direction, to set decoration, to cinematography, it's just gorgeous in every way. And And I think that it took people time because they're always fighting with the idea that because it's scary, I think people want to dismiss it. Like, "Uh ah, because it, because it really gets to them. It gets to their soft white underbelly. And I don't think people like that at all.
0: Right, right, right. No, no. They're made genuinely uncomfortable. Yeah. And they're like, well, what about, but I mean, when you think about the classics, you know, how many times have as Wuthering Heights been uh, recommended to me? And I was like, I can't watch this sad sack dude, make terrible life choices over and over again. Different kind of horror. (laughs) Different kind of horror. But horror movies sometimes do that for me, where I'm just like, why would you go in the basement? Why would you go in the basement? I guess the most horrifying movie would be for me is someone who's made no bad choices. They live defensively, but not overly defensively. They trust. They have a good life, and then for some reason they're still snatched and murdered, and then or they're still snatched and tortured, and then they have to fight a bad guy, and that I think is I think a superhero movie, right? I mean that's what it feels like where someone has done all the right things, and then there's some weird supervillain who just has more power uh, and gets yeah. you.
1: Well, yeah. I mean when you have a, a a monster, it's always a good person or I mean Halloween. The, what you just described yeah. Halloween I think fits in that mold because uh Jamie Lee Curtis uh in that movie is she's so kind of innocent and nice and she's yeah. not looking for trouble she's not like her slutty friends you know <laughs> she's <laughs> right, nice right. and uh and and a, a polite good person and then this thing happened this force comes into her life and yeah. and that's the other thing, too, is that I know there's been a lot of discussion over the years about how horror movies portray women. And I will say this, just like any other genre, there, there's not one type of horror movie. There are good right. horror movies. There are bad horror movies. There are exploitation horror movies. There are horror movies that are too over the top or are uh, just plain awful. But yeah. but when you take a movie like Halloween, where you have the female protagonist who you would see as maybe someone who is not at all equipped to deal with this situation. Yeah, and she's kicking ass, you know, right. and and smart, and you know all the things that you learned about her character are being put into play, and she's right. protecting these little kids. And oh wow! And I just I just love Halloween. I think it's it's about as perfect. I wouldn't. I, I hate to call it a slasher because it was kind of pre slasher. Of course, it did. I think it did spark a bit of the slasher wave. But, okay, uh, because but, Halloween but is good. about a,
0: a mass murderer, right? And,
1: well, it's about a kid, Michael Myers, who okay. uh, as a this little- This
0: could be a spoiler thing, but I think Halloween was well, made in the 12th century.
1: <laughs> right. So get over That's it. That's how I feel too when we're on our <laughs> podcast. It's like, you know, my friend Larry will go, oh, well, don't, don't tell him. I'm like, look, come on. We all know (laughs) what Dracula is all about. Okay. I'm not giving anything away, but, uh, but with Halloween, I think that, you know, you've got this little kid and uh, he murders his sister and he's caught, he's put away into this insane asylum. And then Donald Pleasance is going in there and he's trying to reach him. He's like a a psychologist and uh, he's trying to get into this kid's mind and sure. see what made him do this. And after years of trying to reach him, he suddenly comes upon. Now, this isn't great. Uh, this is not a great way to deal with someone like this, but it works right. in a movie. He suddenly <laughs> decides that the kid is pure evil. Okay. Oh, okay. And then right. is committed he's to. He's Well, He's like, there's no fixing this kid. When you look into his eyes, there's nothing there. We have to just keep him away from other people for the rest of his life. But he escapes. Otherwise, and, shorter movie. Yes. Yeah, and uh, wreaks havoc, and it. Um, so
0: we learn yeah. in the first part of that movie that this is this is a monster. This is a stormtrooper. This is this is uh, someone that, that you can kill with impunity.
1: Yeah, you're because not, this, so is not this is not, this is not one of those. no sympathy. No, it's not one of those villains where you go, well, he thinks he's doing the right thing. I, he may, I don't know. But but like, <laughs> but the idea is he's more of, yeah, he's a force. Yeah. And then yeah, yeah. this movie, I, I believe started the trend of like, you kill him, but just when you think he's dead, he's not dead. And he just keeps coming back. Jason <laughs> Wait, took that to like ridiculous heights.
0: Even in the movie, because I remember in Terminator, When I saw Terminator, I had not seen Halloween and I believe Terminator came out after Halloween and Terminator gets killed, but he's not killed. And then he gets cut in half. And I literally was on a, what I thought was a date. It wasn't. Anyway, so I literally, (laughs) I've been on those. (laughs) (laughs) So I literally turned to my, my friend, Bob, and I said to him, Hey, if this guy, if his torso crawls at at our hero here i'm gonna i might storm out and then the you know he's just (laughs) crawling in it as a torso and um so good so but did that sort of start with halloween is he is he killed but not killed i i I don't i mean or is you talking about halloween 2
1: well halloween 2 the the problem with halloween 2 even though John Carpenter had, the director, John Carpenter had something to do with it. It really isn't in the same league as Halloween. I mean, rarely are sequels. I mean, I would say Aliens is the exception, maybe. But what, what worked with Aliens is they made a different kind of movie. With Halloween, Halloween became more of a slasher, a traditional slasher movie. And it's just, I think it's clunky. And I think it it's, doesn't have the artistry that the first one had and because it, it feels about- like a jason movie
0: okay and halloween this kid is now an adult and he goes out into the world he escapes
1: he escapes he finds and he, uh, he kills he starts ki- starts killing people all over the place but in okay. a way that uh no one really knows that it's quite happening yet okay and so he finds this uh like these um mechanics overalls and he goes into a Halloween store and he finds the mask, which do you know about the mask? I don't. The what mask. mask does, so, it so, isn't
0: the Jason mask. The Jason mask I know about because of the hockey stand-up. mask. Yeah.
1: But the oh, Hall- is that Halloween? No. Halloween is a mask that's it's a white face, just like a white human face with yeah. this uh, hair that they, uh, like fake hair that they put on top. And the story is this mask was actually a William Shatner mask that they found that was from, I think it was star Trek, the motion. I forget which movie uh, they created this mask for, but it's a William Shatner mask that they altered. And if you look at it, you'll go like,
0: Oh, I kind of see it a little bit. The Features of William Shatner.
1: Yeah. And if you, if you like look up on Google, uh, captain Kirk, Halloween mask, and you'll go, Oh, okay. There it is. Is it, it's super uh, spooky. I've, yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you see that thing, and what's great about that first one is it just Is in, it this? It is. Is this the mask? That is it. And that looks like it that's from a later incarnation. That's from okay. one of the remakes, but it it basically is the same thing though. Okay. They've made it a little more weathered. In the original movie, it's it's fairly new. And it's just right. this white, ghostly uh, power. It's just
0: a, like a, oh, okay. So it's a, like a, like a very just like white paint.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And because it was uh, just it. A, a Star Trek, an old prop from a Star Trek movie. <laughs> well, it, no, it, it's actually a mask that was mass produced for kids. Like, you know, Hey, you want to be Captain Kirk, <laughs> which I, I never understood that thing of like a mask of a human face. Right. You know, but if you right. really want to look like, Captain Kirk, you oh, get this rubber mask, and you can doing, buy that.
0: They're doing these masks over your face where you can make it look like your smile.
1: Oh, for COVID yeah. Masks. Oh, yeah. We saw. And, we were just looking at this last night. It's super spooky. Totally yeah, brilliant. It's
0: brilliant, but it's uh, very much like, uh, nobody tell me to smile because I'm smiling.
1: Yeah, it's like and, something uh, out of uh, the squid game.
0: Right. Right. Which was not for me either. Cause here's some of the things with, with horror movies is when they're, because Halloween sounds kind of amazing, right? There's an arc to it, right? There's a yes. story where he escapes, he starts murdering people. He runs into our completely sane, good girl, decent human being who happens to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. Is that what Jamie Lee Curtis?
1: Yeah, I guess you could say that. And, um, you know, and, and so
0: she rises to the occasion and fights back.
1: Yes, and and what's great about Halloween is that, it, unlike slasher movies, the majority of them, there's actually very little blood. It's 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 done very I get tastefully, but like <laughs> well, <laughs> but but like there's some but but it's it's creepy. He, John Carpenter sets the mood. There's a a slow build. And most of the scares are just seeing this guy. Like all of a sudden she thinks she sees, she keeps seeing this guy. Right. And he, he keeps showing up in all these weird places. And at one point there's, she's walking along with her friend and she sees this guy and then he like ducks behind some bushes and she's like, Oh, there's that guy I saw. And so her brassy friend, you know, goes over there and Hey jerk, come on out. And then, there's nobody there, and there's, a, and there's a good amount of scenes like that, but they're so yeah. well done. They're so creepy, and so it's a slow build. And when the violence happens, you're—it's not like you're waiting in it. So I think this would be if you were going to do a film like this. I think this would be good for you because rem, it's not remember, too over the top.
0: I was slightly scary scared by that Don Knotts movie. So
1: <laughs> another uh, great Halloween movie by the way.
0: Uh, I bought that DVD because of the So
1: good. It. Ghost Mr. and Mr. Chicken, everybody.
0: Ghost and Mr. Chicken. Uh, that one I bought and I also bought all, and and they are slightly, there's some jump scares in them. Okay. And they are the Abbott and Costello movies.
1: Well, now you're talking my language. Great. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Abbott and Costello meets Frankenstein. Yes. Is up there in, it might be the greatest horror comedy of all time.
0: It's, hilarious and scary
1: and scary. They play the horror straight.
0: Yes. They play the horror straight. So every Halloween, like I used to, I initially, I was just, I would try to watch nightmare before Christmas, but uh, I don't care.
1: Too many songs.
0: Uh, Too many. (laughs) And I love a musical. Those aren't my songs. They aren't for me. Uh, So I, I actually got rid of nightmare before Christmas, donated it uh, and went full on. Just. Uh, and then I'll watch A Thin Pan which isn't a it's not a Halloween but they're so
1: good (laughs) they
0: are so good and just the sheer uh, the sheer sheer enormity of drinking just makes you there's some tension there makes me happy to be alive it really is just like
1: why can't I live this life
0: right no no blackouts just they just keep going you guys (laughs) and they don't even have a valet to take them home
1: Uh, they sort of have each other you'll you'll make it home
0: (laughs) And, uh, but, but the, the, there were two that were great. I I think there's five Abbott and Costellos.
1: Uh, I don't have that number. There's a mummy one, which is which was eh, not so good. Yeah. Not great. Certainly not scary.
0: No, I Uh, think Frankenstein and, and I think Dracula. What was the other
1: one that was really good? Well, there was Abbott and Costello meets the invisible man, which is not really scary, but actually a, a pretty good story. And uh, I enjoyed Genuinely the movie. Genuinely
0: uncomfortable. Yeah. Like uh, right it's individual... meets
1: or um, uh, Abbott and Costello meets the killer, which is another that one's spookier. Okay. And then I have a personal fondness for Abbott and Costello meets Dr. Jekyll and Mister Hyde. I love the makeup.
0: Yes. It's kind of That's a wo- wolf
1: manny, you know.
0: Right, it's Super Wolf Manny. Jekyll and Hyde and um Frankenstein are my favorites. Invisible Man is actually, I would posit that it's more of a drama than a comedy.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Because it's it's very uncomfortable. Yeah. That the guy who becomes invisible, you're like, no creepoid. You're actually doing this for invisible man reasons. The original.
1: <laughs> and they're like, never look, good.
0: <laughs> they are not good. They are Nobody's ever chosen. They're like, you know what I really want to do? And <laughs> whether it's, it's some people are like, I want to overhear things. You're like, you're never going to hear anything good. Not about yourself anyway.
1: Well, you, and, you've read um, the um, uh, league of extraordinary gentlemen. Yes. So, and that invisible man. Ooh.
0: Oh my God. what a bad yeah. dude. That is not a good person. No. Uh, he is, it is, somebody recommended some book where it was, a. Uh, it must've been, it must've started out as fan fiction, um, as all good things do as all media is not. And, and I was almost said something relatively sweeping, but, uh, <laughs> but it was this book about a, a guy who could control time travel. And he, what he used it for was to pause the world and give women orgasms.
1: That and sounds like, like fan fiction.
0: That sounds like a <laughs> real, like, porny, you know, this yes, is what I would is, do with it. Mm-hmm. Doing the Lord's work. And you're like, no, no, you should learn how to do that in real time, brother. And then you wouldn't Be have more rewarding. To... <laughs> right. You'd get credit for it. Uh, the fact that you don't want credit for it. Kind of creepy. And so, my friend who was who recommended this book, I was like, This is an interesting glimpse into your sexual fantasies. <laughs> and I was like, All right, uh, we all.
1: <laughs> oh my God. Then, half the movies look, <laughs> there's, there's so many films that I enjoy. Yeah. That, and there are ones that are disturbing and uncomfortable and maybe even go into a, a really not so nice place. Mm-hmm. But I see the bigger point and and, and something catharsis yeah yeah the ca- catharsis and um and there's there's a movie called Martyrs and again I don't have the date right in front of me but it's a uh a hold on I think it's a, it's a french film but okay it was so it's all about some girl who was kidnapped and tortured she goes back when she's older to find the people who did it and and I don't want to give too much away but she's like her and her friend are sucked into this weird horrible world and okay. this and this could be described as torture porn yep but it's not there okay. is a lot of torture in it but that's mm-hmm. not the point of it the point of why the torture is happening is actually really clever now this okay. is a movie you should never see oh it would destroy it's- you it's <laughs> It's I don't, horrible.
0: I don't need something to eat me from the inside. No, 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 no. And but
1: <laughs> but for someone who I don't have a line to cross, right, right. I enjoyed this because I I just I thought where it went was like yes. man, I did not expect this. Right. And so I, and I love that. I like to to make a horror movie that genuinely surprises you.
0: Is I would something. rather be in a horror movie than watch a horror movie. No. I would rather have a horrible thing happen to me than to watch a horror movie. I don't know. Do you know why? Because yeah. there's more, I feel like there's more agency. Like I, I have a better chance. Like when terrible things have happened to me, Yeah. me responding to them, um, when mediocre bad things happen to me, by the way, I, I have a hard time taking the reins, but when something truly terrible happens to me, okay. I, t- I tend to rise to the occasion and take the reins back. Um, but when something is just middling, like someone is just vaguely rude to me repeatedly, uh, that's not torture. In so, but to some extent, it's kind of more a situation where I feel powerless and yeah, yeah. I don't do anything about it. But if someone is literally threatening me, I rise more to the occasion and confront them and say, hey, don't do that. That's not okay. Well, this in, is-
1: a, in a horror movie, mm-hmm. uh, you have an... I've heard this, I've heard people talk about this feeling that they get, this experience when maybe they're in warfare or they're in s- some sort of live or die situation. I've heard them describe the feeling as like, they've never felt more alive because, and I can understand that, not that it's necessarily a, a fun thing or a good thing, but, it. but you're now all your senses are at, Play and, you know, it's, it's, it's life or death. And this is, yeah. you're truly in the moment mm-hmm. and to have those transcendent experiences. Yeah. I can see that coming from something terribly horrible. I don't want to test this because maybe I'm not all that into transcendent experiences like, <laughs> personally. Right. And to live like one degree away from it
0: is to watch that on, on a screen and to go, mm. I see how this
1: is being yeah. like a movie. It's like right. it's totally like, I, if you showed me say faces of death, you remember that whole series? Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: Like a snuff film. Yeah. Right? Like
1: real people dying. Yeah. Horrible. I, I, yeah. I can't take one second of that. Oh really? A comic friend of mine showed me this uh, video of some comptroller, I forget where it was, but he killed himself. He <gasps> shot himself at a press conference. Blew oh his gosh. brains out. Yeah. And. The camera zooms in. Whoever, like, I know that there were a bunch of different cameras covering this thing. And one of the cameras zoomed in on his head as blood shot out his nose. And it was, it, it, it haunted me for years.
0: Right. It's That still I affects. don't like. That is. No. I no, want you
1: don't fake want. horror.
0: Yes. you. I you want, want fake some, horror. Yeah. But
1: we, even with fake horror. See, here's another thing that people don't realize about horror movies. And that is that horror movies teach you things. And okay. I, think I, I think I might have avoided some scrapes and bad situations in my life because I watched horror movies. There are, you know, you watch a horror movie, you go like, don't go with that guy. When that guy sends you the note, says, hey, come here because I've got this going on. Don't do it. <laughs> don't go. Don't look go. behind you. Look behind right? you. Be aware of I your know, surroundings. I don't know how many times I look behind me. Yeah. And, and I feel like that saved my life. And that's all from horror movies. That's for more, there is, the,
0: it does, I mean, that's like one of those things where you hear about people yelling at the screen, don't go in the basement, <laughs> right? Yeah. don't part ways, you know, don't break up the party, yeah. you know, which is something you can learn from Dungeons and Dragons, never break up the party.
1: I would say and, that's situational though.
0: Oh, yeah?
1: Yeah, because there are some times where the party, see, I, I have a deep distrust of groups. Okay. I think you get into a group of people who aren't so great and they'll just get you killed. I've been on some camping trips where <laughs> I was like, oh no, you're going to kill us all.
0: I have, did not see that coming. Yeah. I didn't know you were, you had gone camping. I, I have Maybe have three, three times. Bad,
1: with bad That's why choices. I don't camp. Yeah. That's why I don't go camping. <laughs> Terrible. And yeah. uh, so uh, at least when you're by yourself in certain circumstances- You're calling the shots.
0: True, that is true. It's every time I've left there, I have several stories that end, and then I wasn't (laughs) killed Uh, because hear all of them. (laughs) Well, because famously, like one I think is on an album. It's just where I was at a bar. And I was bored. I was staying with my sister, and it was it was boring. So I went to look to play video games and have a beer in the middle of the afternoon. And then all of a sudden, it was eleven o'clock at night, and I was still at this bar. And I had made friends with the career drunks at the bar. And so one of them was an older guy, seventies. And so this is easily thirty years ago, by the way. Okay. And um, and so it's eleven o'clock, and he's like, "Hey, I'm going to another bar. You wanna wanna come with me?" And I'm like, "Yeah." yeah and so we get into his Cadillac, and I drive into the night uh with some dude in his car, and we go to another bar, and I don't know where I am in Milwaukee, and I'm starting to become enormously drunk and so then it's two in the morning, and he's like, Do you want to um uh do you do you any yeah, his place yeah, go back to his place. He's like, and he's, you know, he's got, kind of, of course, the sad sack story about how long it's been and how he's sad and he's hasn't gotten laid in a long time. And I remember Never I works. was 23 and I thought to myself, I could fuck this guy. It's not going to kill me. <laughs> and uh,
1: and you, you know what? You're just good people.
0: Well, and you know, I think uh, some people are horrified. I think I it was like, no, uh, but the thing is, I put my hand on his leg in the car Okay. I had no time. And here's the punchline. I, at no time. Did I touch the little soldier from the big war? Got it. Got uh, it. So, and he came oh. in that moment because it had been, so he was so, and uh, the weirdest thing about this story, Fantastic. <laughs> the weirdest thing about this story is that then he had to, he was like, I'll drive you home now. Uh, but I have to go back to my place. Cause I have to change my pants. And so we stop off at his apartment to first, he goes into the other room, and I, I don't know if you know this about me, but if there is no reason, the same reason at three in the afternoon I left my sister's house, I left this guy's apartment because I was bored. And so I walk out into the night. It's three o'clock in the morning, and I don't know where I am in Milwaukee, and I walk around. I run into, um, he was a grad student uh, from, I believe, Somalia. I had sex with that guy. It isn't that. And then I wasn't killed, you guys. Uh,
1: so, that is, you know, all I can say is that's badass. <laughs> that,
0: you know what that is? Lucky son of a bitch is <clears throat> but, what
1: it is. But Jackie, look, as as comedians on the road, like that's a that's a great story because that's like we all did that. Everybody had that situation where and you this could be weird- maybe a good premise for a horror film, the comic who's in town, who, you know, does the show after the show, the people come up to him and say, Hey, we thought we, you were great. And we're, we're, we're going to a party. You want to come? And you're like, well, I got nothing better to do. You never think of like, maybe they're going to take me someplace and kill me or that they're going to take me someplace and actually take me to a party, but then I'm going to lose track of them. And then I won't know where I am, how to get home.
0: Right. And this is in the, this was in the early, this was in the late eighties. Of course, it was. So there was. was. There's no. There's no uh, Uber. There's no Lyft. No. There's. You know. A cab. I, Come on. Forget it. Ca- in Milwaukee. Good luck. No. And uh, so, but the thing. The weirdest thing was. Um, is there not a horror movie based on that premise?
1: If If there is, I have not heard of it. But because that could be done. Yeah, because. Uh, I, as you were saying, you know, the times where I should have been killed. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how many times where all of a sudden, like, so I go with the people, we're going to the party, and then the guy and his girlfriend start an argument with each other, you know, and then yep. they're yelling at each other, and then someone throws a punch, and like, mm-hmm. oh my God, what am I, where am I? Where, what, I? why did I do this? <laughs> and so, I mean, it's led to one of my, I've got these three rules of life. Which is when you go someplace. Yep. Always bring a coat or some sort of extra <laughs> covering. <laughs> always have uh, forty dollars in cash. Uh, okay. And always bring your car.
0: Oh, drive separately.
1: Drive separately if if there's, if at all possible. If at all possible, yes.
0: Right. Uh, in the Cation family, we, uh, youngest of six over here, we always drive separately so that when the inevitable fight happens, you can throw down $12 just for your pasta. No tip. You leave the tip for them to cover and then you storm out. Uh, I want to be have, a
1: fly on the wall.
0: It's, uh, the, one of the last times it happens was many years ago. My brother Russ stormed out and his girlfriend who is now his wife, but his girlfriend at the time literally looked around the table and said, Will one of you give me a ride home? And <laughs> <laughs> yes,
1: stuff of drama.
0: Yes, and better now. Uh, my bro- my brother Phil calls it a, uh, a occasion like moment. Whenever anybody said, "Oh, we came close to a occasion like moment there," and but then and we come back as close yeah. as you
1: want to really get. I think to real life horror like that's Right. This is this arena right there. That's enough for me. Like I don't really want to. I don't want to have a transcendent moment. I don't want to be a more, I don't want to be more alive than I've ever felt. I'm fine with that. <laughs> right,
0: I'll watch it on TV. Right. So, but the difference between horror movies and like open, is open water considered a horror movie? Oh yeah, of course. Because yeah. I was horrified. I was like, I would rather a be movie. killed by the process of open water than to have to sit through open water.
1: <laughs> well, I completely get that. And that's yeah. a movie that I don't think I would ever want to watch again. But I did enjoy it. I did think it was just really well done and scary. They built
0: the they built the tension incredibly well, yeah. right? I mean, yeah.
1: Jaws is a horror movie, but mm-hmm. it's also an action movie. Yeah. And it and it it clings to your standard uh, you know, structure of an action movie with a happy ending and all that kind of right. thing. And,
0: Whereas, and luckily, yeah. yeah.
1: And I am just saying like, w- whereas, you know, I, I do enjoy a movie that's got the downbeat ending, like as oh, long yeah. as it's, as long as, it's, as it's fucked up, you know, and it makes and, sense and that makes it's, sense, a and, it's yep. and it's scary and it genuinely chills me.
0: Is there, so what you're saying is that there's a horror movie or a scary movie, um, that ends poorly for the heroes. Like it are essentially our anti-hero. Wins or or the the bad guy
1: wins. Uh, Cabin in the Woods. How about that one? you ever see that?
0: No. Was that Joss Whedon?
1: Yes. It's okay. A, a, brilliant. It's it's great, and okay. it plays on a lot of the tropes of various horror movies, mm-hmm. and it's almost a science fiction movie in a weird way as well. But it does involve I would... horror. It's it's Lovecraftian. Okay. In many ways. And it's uh, got a
0: crack, it's got a kraken, or it has it's like got, a baboon,
1: it's, cr- it's got a creature. It's, I, I don't want to give too much. I, I'm telling no, you, no. this is one really worth checking out if you haven't seen Cabin it. Cabin in the Woods, Cabin okay. in the Woods. But, um, but you know, um, that's that's one of those films where God, I I don't want to give anything away, but it's not the happiest of endings, let's just say. Okay, and
0: and the thing, the weird thing about horror is that I can read it, but not in prose. I can only read the prose. My imagination takes over too much. Oh, and really? In film, things are too good. Like they make all the blood and all the dead people look too good. Like I saw Jaws at the perfect time, 35 years after it came <laughs> out. And I was like, oh, yeah. that's a rubber jaw. That's a rubber shark right there. That's good. Anyway, so, and so I could enjoy Jaws. But the... um. Um but there there are comic books that are genuinely scary like Lock and Key. Sure. And yeah. um a lot of BPRD, a lot of uh uh sort of Mike Mignola kind of sure. Cthulhu-y kind of stuff that is spooky as all Cthulhu hell. Tales
1: is also very scary.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and they're scary but because there's art and bubbles For some reason, I don't get to, I don't get as. Right, it's constantly
1: reminding you this isn't really happening in your real world.
0: Right, right. Because when I dive into a prose, a fiction novel, I'm in that world. I just fall right into it. And the same sometimes with a movie, where I'm just like, I'm in, you know? And so my suspension of disbelief is too great.
1: Yeah, you're a really great audience, i have a really great
0: audience, which is one of the reasons why I never recognize famous people because I'm like, Oh, is that I, that guy get it. who was yeah. in suicide squad? Okay.
1: Er, yeah. Oh, good. I can, I can never remember <laughs> anyone's name, no matter yeah. how many, you know. But, uh, but yeah, I,
0: I mean, I mean, well, it's not that I wouldn't, I, but think of the joy of getting to meet them over and over again. Just how great. <laughs> Where are you from? I told you last time. Well Let's hear it again. Is this a good one? <laughs> yeah. have, I have love the tight-
1: story, even though I have no memory of it whatsoever.
0: <laughs> have you tightened it up? Have you punched it up at all?
1: <laughs> Workshop your origin story if you could. But, um, I think that given what you're talking about, I think that if you went back to movies like um, maybe some older stuff where it's not so over the top, like I wouldn't suggest, even though one of my favorite movies of all time is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Right. I I would never recommend that to you. I would recommend something like see Dracula, see the Spanish version of Dracula. Oh. Which um, Which was shot at the exact same time on the exact same sets. As the 1931 Todd Browning uh, Dracula movie. In English. Yeah, it's so done. It's a Spanish-language Dracula movie. An right. Completely separate cast, separate crew. But they were, they were parallel. They, parallel. They both used Shot the same. Sa- exact same time. Huh. And it's a better movie than the original Dracula.
0: It's And I've told this story too many times, but that, remember that... Um, Famous people are in it, but it's about the shadow of the vampire.
1: Oh, I love that movie.
0: It's an amazing movie. It's an amazing. It's scary. It's it's terrifying. (laughs) I watched it because I was told it was funny. And there are funny parts. (laughs) But I genuinely did not sleep that night. So uh, not cool.
1: Uh, Have you seen Nosferatu? The silent movie?
0: No. Uh, also, I great. Saw scary. Essentially, because it was it was it was based on that, right? It was right. it was yes. supposedly the shooting of that and the casting of that. Yes. And the and that's why people, I think, thought it was funny. They're like, wouldn't it be funny if you cast an actual vampire to play a vampire, and then all of a sudden, turns out that guy's a vampire. That's and, why trailers
1: and, are useless in this day and age. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right? <laughs> and I watched the damn thing, and I was like,
1: why am I still?
0: But I'm in. Because You're th- there's so many, there's so much great film being done right now. So much great acting. Yeah. The cinematography is so beautiful. It's the writing. We're in a golden age of storytelling. We really are.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know what you might enjoy? There was this producer named Val Luton. And this mm-hmm. is, he made films around the time of like, you know, in the forties where, um, uh, Universal was doing their thing. Yeah. And, Uh, what Val Luton did is his films were a little bit more um, subtle when it came to the horror. A lot of it was not even shown. And, and there's, people have argued that, well, that was, you know, for a way to get around a budget, but.
0: Okay. Or the Hays Code.
1: True. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, but they're like the original Cat People is a Val Luton movie. Okay. And, and they're, they're, they're shot so well and. Very, you know, the, the horror is very psychological, mm-hmm. but um, I would just start watching all of the Val Luton movies because I think you would enjoy them. They're not too, they're, they're creepy. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. not going to gross you out or make you have nightmares. I don't think at least. Right, right. But uh, yeah. Cat
0: people, they didn't, I saw cats once and that was terrifying. <laughs> uh, I didn't my, enjoy My that. wife
1: keeps... Like, come on, we should, you know, smoke some pot and watch that. Like,
0: uh, I saw the play accidentally. Uh, I dated someone in the play. Oh my God. I dated so a you, dancer. A dancer. Did you, so did you see the production?
1: Again and again and again.
0: Oh, so you have I worked seen the, the production. at the
1: theater where Cats was playing.
0: Yeah, that's, that's between you and your God. Holy cow. <laughs> that is a lot.
1: And it's, that's a lot of Cats. I will say that I was impressed by... The set. And the physicality. The physicality is wonderful. And I did yep. have, I, this is a little story for you. I became friends with a guy who was the understudy of the main cat. Okay. Uh, Old Deuteronomy, I believe his name is. <laughs> I, th- I think that's his, actually his name, but I'm not right, sure. Right,
0: right. Mm-hmm. It's been a long
1: time. But uh, anyway, so he was the understudy and he had been waiting, you know, this entire run to uh, go on. And then this takes, this was in San Francisco and I got to be friends with him. And it was weird too. He was like, he was a Scientologist, but like the nicest, most un-proselytizing uh, Scientologist okay. you yeah. ever come in contact. He's like, I can't, I can't tell you that this is for you. I don't know. I I get something out of it. And he's like, one okay. of those guys. I'm like, okay. And we got yeah. along great. Yeah. And uh, anyway, so the show was happening and the guy who normally plays old Deuteronomy can't make it. This is his moment, right? Yeah. So he's doing the show. Everything is going well. I'm watching this from the wings. Cause by this point I'm, I work backstage. So like okay. I can see it right from the wings. And so he's doing the final number and he's been great all the way through, but the end is him singing and he's, and I I couldn't tell you the lyrics, but and cats and audio singing this whole big uh you know monologue. Yeah. And yeah. at one point you could tell he blanks. He just blanks. And he 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 gets a scared look on his face, and you and I can see it close up. Mm-hmm. And he starts improvising. So he's like and he's seeing. he's like, he keeps repeating words over again. So he's like, and cats and cats and more than cats. And And gradually everybody in the cast just like gets a weird look on their face too. It <laughs> just kind of like sneaking a look at him. Like, you okay, are you having a breakdown? Is this a heart attack? What's happening? And, uh, and, oh man. And it was the, and I, did I'm, he get it, it, was, it back? Not really. He, oh. I think at the very end, he was able to remember, like, the last three lines of the song. Yeah, yeah. To close it out. Right. I, it was funny, but it was also like, oh, dude. That's brutal. That's brutal. Yeah. His one wow. shot, you know? Yeah. And uh, the next day, he was also a really funny cartoonist, and so he did this cartoon, call, and he called it The Maiming of Cats, because it's <laughs> The naming of Cats, yeah. But anyway, I, I was just like that there's your horror right there. There's Right. I don't know how many right. nightmares I've had with that scenario.
0: Right. The blanking out. It's yeah. uh that's uh that is brutal. I've never had it on stage until I did last comic standing. And for some reason, after last comic standing, I have had rare, but recurring episodes of stage fright.
1: Is that right? Yeah, oh, I've, I've is- had them. I've totally had them. Yeah. Uh, I, I had I- one where I had, like I left my body. Like I was, I, I was horrible time in my life. That. And I just went, bye-bye. Because
0: Everyone should know that I am talking with Matt Weinhold and Matt Weinhold <laughs> with three other gentlemen have a, a, has a beautiful podcast called monster party. Correct. And if you look up monster party podcast, I'm going to find it, put it in the notes, of course. But, um, yeah, you, they talk monsters and sci-fi and all good things and it's a party you guys, it so, is a
1: party. And yeah, so, so come and up. join the party.
0: Join the party. That's it. Um, yeah. So what would you, rec I mean, we're in the last 10 minutes here. What would you recommend for, because um, th- these are some great recommendations for for Halloween that maybe people haven't seen or haven't seen in a while, you know?
1: Well, I mean, w- in a uh, in sort of our modern age, I don't know how many movies make it through to what most people watch their movies on. I know if, mm-hmm. you, if you're a big fan of like Turner Classic Movies, you're going to be okay. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but like, I mean, I would, you know, of Hammer Horror, right? No. Hammer was the studio in England and they were the ones who did like, they took all the universal monsters and did their own scary, sexy color versions of it. So like the Christopher Lee is Dracula. You know, he played yeah. Dracula. Yeah. Okay. So that was Hammer. Okay. And, now, and so they did that movie, and then they did before that. I think the, the first one was uh, the first of these Universal type films was um, The Curse of Frankenstein. And so they're updated. The blood is like this it's it's not like any real blood you've seen in movies. It's this bright oh, right. red blood. Oh, it it's works.
0: That, that cartoonish Doris Day kind of color. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Very
1: Technicolor kind yeah. of pizzazz yeah. blood. <laughs> And uh, I I love all of the horror movie. Like just go through hammer horrors catalog and anything with like Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing is going to be good. I mean, there's one that like, so they did um, horror of Dracula, which was called Dracula in 1958. And that was the one with Christopher Lee. And then Peter Cushing is Van Helsing. And then after that movie, Christopher Lee didn't want to do anymore. So For a bunch of years they did movies like they the sequel to that dracula movie was called Brides of Dracula which mm-hmm. is not even really a sequel it's uh it, it has an entirely different vampire yeah but i would say in a lot of ways i i kind of enjoy it more than that first dracula film because it's like they threw the kitchen sink of of your you know your classic Horror imagery, you know, somebody right. rising out of a graveyard and the, the sexy vampires. And, um, it's just, it's really, it's well done. And, um, and it's one that people don't often think about when they think, cause most people think that if they know of the Christopher Lee Dracula, they think that he just did all of them and they were all back right. to back, but no, mm-hmm. he took a break. And mm-hmm. so a lot of those films in between when he was doing the break are quite interesting.
0: Okay. Like there's a movie so called Kiss. the whole Kiss-
1: catalog. The whole yeah. catalog is Kiss of the Vampire. This is one that was done during that time. And in this, you know, normally in a vampire movie, they get someone that has all the Christian uh, iconography, you know, who yeah. uh, has a crucifix and holy water and all that. And that's how he fights the vampire. In this one, somebody uses black magic to fight black magic. Ooh. See? Ooh, Interesting. Yeah, yeah, that's
0: a nice twist. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I mean, any of those are great. There's one movie I w- really would like to recommend as an HB Lovecraft fan. Okay. And this is a 2005 silent film, an ad- adaptation of The Call of Cthulhu. It's called the movie is called The Call of Cthulhu. Okay. And this is a movie that people thought could never be made because HB. Lovecraft's storytelling can be problematic. It doesn't necessarily follow the same structure as most narrative tales do. It's not linear. It's kind of all over the place. Okay. Um, But in this movie, the way making it, this silent film puts it in this different world and they do some nice things where you have some characters to follow, but um, it's, it's done like a silent film and most of it was done on sound stages and they use kind of old timey effects to like, there's a, there's a scene where there's a ship on the ocean and mm-hmm. they create this fake ocean. Oh, wow. With like gels and stuff. And it just, mm-hmm. and, it, and it, it looks phony, but great. Okay. You know, yeah. and then uh, Cthulhu shows up. Stop motion. Stop motion. Stop motion. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And it's terrific. Yeah. And I think it's probably That's a
0: labor of love, is what
1: that oh, yeah. is. No, and these guys who uh Sean uh Branny and Andrew Lehman mm-hmm. uh are part of this uh, HP Lovecraft Historical Society. So they're big okay. Lovecraft Lovecraft fans. And they did they just put their heart and soul into this thing. And and it really shows. And I I still think to this day, I would say it's the best Lovecraft movie that's ever been done.
0: Okay. And I, all right. And there's
1: a, I mean, I love all the Stuart Gordon stuff like Reanimator, but those are more, they have kind of a satirical edge to them. Okay. Uh, whereas- uh, Oh, is this thing played this straight? Is totally straight. Totally huh. straight. Interesting. Yeah. Black That's... and white. Yeah. And it's exactly, it really, they really did a, an amazing job of capturing the feel of a, a 20s era silent film.
0: Silent Philip of some guy <clears throat> who I mean the weird thing about um Lovecraft is that he's almost for me almost impossible to read and um just because it's such a mess it's like learning um, a language well i have the same problem with philip k dick and oh. but i will say this is those who have powered through and then written scripts from it and the stories that have come from Cthulhu, much like Philip K. Dick, those stories are amazing. Those movies. I mean, yeah. e- even I think it was. It wasn't Ben Stiller. It was uh, who was in Paycheck? Ben Affleck. And uh, so it was Ben Affleck in his worst half a decade of movie making. Couldn't ruin Paycheck because the story was so interesting. <laughs> okay. okay, Yeah. The story yeah. was interesting enough. Dick, from- yeah. Yeah. I was just like, it's fine. Uh no, he's this is yeah, they're goofy, but I like the story so much. It's got a really interesting edge to it.
1: So um But and- but but guys, you know, writers like Lovecraft, uh that weird fiction genre of all these different like Arthur Mackin, you know, uh you know, anybody who submitted stories to Weird Tales, Robert Block. Oh yeah. Um, they the world that Lovecraft created is really why you keep coming back. These, The imagery, and, you know, sometimes it's, it, it can stumble a little bit, getting to the place. Mm-hmm. And, and, and just like any writer, some stories are better than others. Yeah, But uh, but the world that he creates in these creatures, I mean, the Dunwich Horror is probably one of my favorite books of his, and it's never been done properly as a film. Okay. But uh, there's a character in the story called, Wil- his name is Wilbur Waitley. Okay, And he is basically, I will spoil a little bit. He's basically half human and half Lovecraft monstrosity. Okay. But he covers it up because he wears, he has this weird goatish looking head. Mm -hmm. And then he covers up his hands and feet and he he walks with a weird kind of limp. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he started talking, you know, perfect. He started speaking perfect English when he was like three, you know, so there's all this crazy shit about him. Animals hate him. And then there's a point within the story where, you know, he's caught trying to steal the Necronomicon.
0: Okay. Which and is the,
1: the, 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 the Bible evil book. of yeah, The evil the, the, book. Yes. Yes. The, the, the uh, Lovecraftian demonic Bible. Right. And so he gets caught and you finally see what he is. Like his, his clothes have been torn open by these dogs and you see that. And the way that, Lovecraft describes him of just, there are these suckers and little tentacles and there's a part of his skin that's pulsating different colors. And, and it's just a nightmare. And it's (laughs) like, to me, it's one of the most enjoyable, like two pages of description that I've, I've read.
0: Right, right. It's, it's so much. I mean, I will say that about it. It's so much better than it's like, we're trying to read Zane Gray describe the mountains in 1860 (laughs) And you're like, uh, it's very purple. Okay.
1: Save. Yeah. No. I get it. I get it. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> it's a beautiful like, no, day. I understand. It's great.
0: <laughs> is there going to be a lone guy who's going to help some lady or a kid uh, with a gun? <laughs> Any, anything of that that going to happen, <laughs> cowboy dude? Anyway, so uh, the uh, but I will. Uh, I for, I just remembered when back about five or so minutes ago that there was an episode I did last Halloween with a, with a comic named Mary Bacay, who, uh is in love with, she loves all things Chinese. She speaks Chinese. She's an accountant, in addition to being a stand-up comic. And she goes to Hong Kong and Singapore. She goes uh, to the East a lot, and she likes to go, and she loves Chinese vampire movies.
1: Yeah, the hopping vampires.
0: The hopping vampires. She's like, the ghost movies are terrifying. The hopping vampires are hilarious. (laughs) Yeah, it's great. And so... Um, those are the, uh, we ended up watching one of those last Halloween and it was, it didn't make any sense.
1: Mr. Vampire. Is that the one? Uh,
0: I don't know. They just, they, they have to bring the body of the hopping vampire the the monk has defeated him, but everybody keeps reopening the box and he keeps jumping out again. Uh, so it might be to, Mr.
1: Vampire. Yeah. It might
0: be. And, uh, There's one,
1: here's one you'll like, here's a great one. Yeah. So, you know, Sammo Hong is, Sammo Hung was uh, he was like a contemporary of uh, Jackie Chan. Yep. I think he had a he had a TV show that I think it was called Martial Law, maybe. Oh, okay, but um, but Sammo Hung was he went to like the Peking Opera School, which was really tough, and how they learned how to yep. do all these incredible stunts uh, along with Jackie Chan, and so he he does a lot of comedic martial arts movies. He's done quite a few. Yeah. And there's one called Spooky Encounters. Ooh. And it's Sammo Hong against, you know, uh, Supernatural Madness. So that includes okay. hopping vampires and all kinds of other stuff. And that one's just tremendous fun.
0: Just a delight yes. to watch. Spooky okay. Encounters.
1: You can find that pretty easily.
0: That's not, Well, the one that we watched was on YouTube. So oh, okay. the hopping vampire one that we did watch, I just Chromecast, I threw it to the TV. I got that kind of tech and there's um, a figure
1: on eBay that's like pretty expensive, but it's of yeah. the hopping vampire with the little outfit and the hat and, oh, and I, I want it so badly. So badly.
0: It's uh ladies and gentlemen, it has been an hour. I just want to say, Matt, it's always a delight when you're on. Thank you so much for coming on Likewise. the
1: show. Yeah, please. Anytime. I, I, I'm telling you, I have a list that goes on and on and on.
0: Yeah. Right. It turns out this is uh, barely a dent. So, yes. um, monster party, po- uh, podcast, look it up. Matt Weinhold, look for the comedy album. Mo- much of it is not
1: offensive. <laughs> and, and, please <laughs> be gentle.
0: <laughs> be gentle. Right. Right. Yeah. Take it in context and
1: know that
0: his and I, I'm just right going to apologize
1: now. I'm just... right right
0: okay well maybe not then just uh, go listen to mine again there you and, go uh, so, there you go so um and rangers you know the rules out there take care of each other my hat my hat my hat they're dancing around my hat my hat my hat my hat well what do you think of that if it looks like a mexican hat dance and it sounds like a mexican hat dance it's most likely a mexican hat dance so take off your hat and let's dance yay